episode 167. Big Devontae Keith back in the building, baby. Preacher man Fitzsimmons coming from the 828. And from across the pond, Matt, Bloody Whitehorn's back, baby. Let me make a show. I feel good about this. Uh, good energy. Great seeing all those beautiful faces. Cracked open one. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome to the pub. Let's go. Uh, it's a Coke. It's a Coke Zero, but that's okay. You don't have to tell people that. It's <laughs> all for appearances. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> even <laughs> All right. Line top five in honor of college football returning this week. We've got the blind top five college football teams. Okay. All these teams come from our memories. I didn't date back even like to like mid and late nineties. I kept those out. So this is from 2000 on put these teams together. Okay. And this is the new Florida doc. Drops tonight. Is that right? It's already it's already out. Yep. I've already, already watched out. it. Okay. I've yeah. already watched okay. it. Okay. Oh man, I get I gotta catch up now. Yeah. The Swamp Kings. It's yeah. So I'm through episode one right now. It's no spoilers, but it's pretty good. Okay. It's good. It's pretty damn good. Even when the Brit says it's good, you know it's damn good. Exactly. <laughs> You're good. All right. So top college teams. We're gonna start with the banger. 2001, the U, Miami. Now, which what I don't want to get mixed up. Throw some uh, names out there for like I have an idea. I think but that's the, I'm thinking about the whole the this is whole the Ray Lewis Ed Reed. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, right, cool. yeah. No, Ray Lewis went on that team. That was earlier. The 2001. This is the Ken huh. Dorsey. This is Ken Dorsey. Andre oh, Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I think Reed, Reed is on there, but yeah. Lewis was already in the NFL. You're right, you're yeah. right. Yeah, good call. Was Chris Gamble? No, that's that's the other side. I'm sorry. Um Philip. I think Jeremy Shockey. Yeah. Willis McGain, I mean, Jeremy Shockley. Ken I think Dorsey. this is this is my number one. I'm gonna Frank lock Gore. it. In. I mean, you, you oh, started, this is with the three Najee Davenport, yeah. McGahee, and I think uh, uh, freshman Clint Frank Portis. Uh, Frank Gore was Portis. a freshman. Yeah, Clint Portis. Clint Portis. Yeah. That's right. Vince yeah, this is my number one. This is my number one. Lock it in. Yeah. This is the most ridiculous team. Um, it, it, it's insane, and like it's weird that Ken Dorsey is at the helm. Right. Like all these names, Ken Dorsey's their QB. So. Yeah, yeah. But no, this is the best team. This is the best team in in college football. This is a team that Larry Croker inherited, and they said, just don't fuck up the Lamborghini. Mm. I'm kind of scared for the rest of them, so I'm going to just go safe and go number two. I feel like I might regret it, but you know what? I'll, I'll go with number two. Just, okay. We'll say we'll say they get they get a knock for Ken Dorsey, even though he's, that's still yeah. wild to me. Like, yeah, just looking at, I, now that I know the roster now, just looking at the roster, I'm thinking like, man, these guys here, how were they legally able to do this in college football? <laughs> yeah, and Matt. I guess that's what, that's what happens when like you shop at home because like a lot of those guys was from were from they were from South Florida, mm-hmm. so it was yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. They put that recruiting fence up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go number one as well. Um, insane depth chart, ridiculous. I looked up on online. They had 16 from this team. They had 16 first round picks. Yes. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, number one. Good call. Good call, boys. Okay. I like it. We're off to a strong start. Let's go 2022 Georgia Bulldogs. Back-to-back Natty Champs. Mm. Mm. Might be a little trickier. I mean, the back-to-back, the back-to-back is denoted. That is that is definitely something it should be. Thank you. Um, I will say it did something that Miami didn't have to do, a true playoff format, mm. yep. you know, and to go back-to-back in that regard. I just oh, – I don't know. I don't know if I can get behind – and maybe it's just too early with some of those names. Like there's just – you know, there's a lot of unproven. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to put this one at number five, though. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and put it at five. Holy smokes. Okay. And maybe it's just that, you know, you beat TCU. Like, what? what's the truth test here? <laughs> I mean, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll put I, – honestly, I'll put him at number four. I'll give Stetson Bennett the Ken Dorsey treatment thus far. But they – to keep the same team for two years, that's man, that's good. But also, like, I don't know, looking at them and like seeing their path to that point, I get, I get the side of just because, like, hmm, it is the SEC, but it is the SEC. So I don't know. If they beat them, I guess. If that's the end all be all, so I'll put them in number four. Yeah, I'm going to go number four as well. Um, I feel like there's a couple better teams to come. Um, I'll put them at number four over number five just because they're back-to-back. Okay. All right. 2004 USC Trojans. Oh, this is a solid one. Uh, you know, what was going for the repeat, right? This was Vince Young that stopped them in no five. Then lost to Vince Young, mm. but that's still that's like the greatest. It's probably the greatest championship, still. One hundred percent. Um, I'm actually I'll lock these guys in. Yeah, you got the you got Pete Carroll there too. You know, just Reggie Pete Bush, Carroll, Matt Liner, on. Reggie Bush was one of the greatest players. Ryan Khalil. No, I'll put him at two. I'm putting him at two for me. I think it's a solid number two. Mm. Yeah, I'll, just off of nostalgia's sake, I have to put them at number three. That was a fun team to watch. Yeah, and like that was a point. Everybody had Reggie Bush on their MySpace backgrounds. That's right. He really, he really started moving with that one, so I got to put them at number three. Yeah, I'm going number three as well. Um, Fantastic. Richard Bruce, absolute classic. So unbelievable plays um, at this time of treasure. So, yeah, number three. Good choice, boys. All right. Speaking of Swamp Kings, 2008 Florida Gators. Mm. And see, uh, that that's a mistake. I should have put USC at three. Uh, but I think, I think it's close. But, yeah, Florida, putting them at three is tough. I – they they should be higher on my list, just with the a similar effect to Miami. It's like if those two teams clashed, like that Florida squad versus Miami. Oh, that would be brutal. I mean, one just the whole Miami versus Florida, but then they both have that. Like you look at the names on on the rosters effect. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, there's three for me. I I screwed myself on the on put USC at two. Mm. You got me. You got me. <laughs> Classic. I'm looking at the roster. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty comfortable. I'm pretty comfortable putting them at five. Number five. Uh, five. Yeah, I'll, I'll put them at number five. I can't. Yeah, I can't in good conscience put them at number one. Oh my And gosh. hopefully, hopefully this number one team isn't. I bet you. I bet money. He's gonna do the Trevor, one of the Trevor Lawrence Clemson teams. <laughs> but I can't in good conscience put Florida at number one. I mean, they were also fun to watch, but they weren't as fun to watch as Miami or USC. Just because I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of Tebow. I mean, he was cool, mm-hmm. just for coolness' sake. But yeah, I'm cool on it. Yeah, I'm gonna give them a five as well. Um, spoil a little bit the the documentary. It, it's good, but it's not amazing. So for that reason, I can put number five. <laughs> Fair enough. And this is the only team on my list that has a single loss on the record. Ooh. Every other team is undefeated. There we go. This Gator team lost to the Ole Miss, and mm-hmm. that triggered the. Tim Tebow speech of I'll give my all and all that. All right. Fifth and final team. You know I had to throw them on there. 2019 Joey B LSU Tigers. Yeah, four but coming. Go Tigers. Oh. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, one. Derek Stingley, Patrick Queen. That's a good one. I actually I actually like that team better than the USC team, but I've got to put LSU at, at four. And again, out of the QBs on this list, you know, Burrow is is the guy, (laughs) you know, that if you put any of these teams against each other, like as the kind of, who's the best Joey Burr, Joe Burrow would be the X factor. He's got a chance. You actually, you actually have a chance. Um, He's got a chance against any of these teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I'm fine with putting this team at number one. Joe Burrow was a dog. That man went Mm -hmm. through several dog fights just to make everybody eat it. (laughs) <laughs> I can appreciate that, along with having Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson in their, like, beginning stages. Funny story, I really didn't know Justin Jefferson was Jordan Jefferson's brother until he got drafted. And I kind of felt felt old, but also <laughs> I felt dumb for not knowing that. But, uh, yeah, I'm comfortable putting that 2019 LSU team up there. They were amazing. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That stuff. I think my last slot I've got left is number two, and I'm pretty happy with that. I watched yeah. uh, the semifinals game against OU with my mate who's a Sooners fan, um, and I just watched him just like absolute die in that first half. With, what, Joe Burrow like, threw like five touchdowns in the first half? Mm. Yeah, I believe I so, yeah. Probably the most insane performance I've ever seen, and just, yeah. Half the half time we were playing FIFA and having a curry. Like there was no point in watching the game. It was it was just absolute devastating performance. It was unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh and Keith, don't worry, man. I I didn't realize that was his brother until after he was drafted too. So you weren't the only one. Yeah. All right. Good list, boys. I, I feel like y'all nailed it. Fitz, maybe he had the worst list there, but that's all Oh right. man, you kidding me. Yeah. My number one is taking down any of those teams. Yeah. But Joe Burrow makes it interesting. I, I give you, Burrow makes it interesting, but come on. Like, the U, 
Miami had some nasty. like thirty year olds and like twenty year old bodies, so you know, <laughs> you might big time. Like hold on, who are the two safeties on that team? Were Ed Reed and Sean and Taylor. Sean, Sean Taylor. Like imagine yeah, Burrow trying to squeeze it in a window with yeah. those two guys. Is it? It's not happening. Yo, but could you imagine? You got Jamar Chase. Justin Jefferson. That, oh man, like, that'd be that'd be a great matchup. It'd be great. I think they'd be scared to like catch it. To be honest, oh, I, I'm, I'm not going across the middle. Because 2001, that's when people basically died on the field. So <laughs> that's fair. Uh, honorable mention: 2005 Texas Longhorns, and mm. then 2013 Florida State Seminoles, 2018 Clemson Tigers. No Bama. No Bama. 2020 team? Bama was. Okay. By statistics, the best Bama team he's had so far. That felt fake, though. Like, I don't know. That's a Mickey Mouse ring. <laughs> mm. All right, that's that's fair. That's fair. All right. Let's say with college football, let's talk about a little preseason rankings. Um, Saturday morning, I think me and Devontae, we're going to hop on, do a little kickoff show, uh, and maybe some other boys hop on, too. So it's going to be good. We'll go into projections and bets then. Uh, but this is just preseason rankings. UG one, no surprise, right? They're aimed to get that three peat. Michigan at two, feel like they've reloaded their their back. Uh, Ohio State still inside a quarterback. They're at set number three. Bama's at four, always dangerous. Five LSU, six USC, seven Penn State. You know, looking through this list, there's a few like, damn, they're in the top twenty five, like Oregon State and Iowa. It's a little head scratching for me. Uh, UNC at twenty one. I don't know, man. Uh, how, don't how let do you, them play our schools like that and just put UNC up there. That's crazy. crazy right? Talk. Yeah. It's crazy talk. It's mm. – But this, Iowa – you know, forget UNC because they they got something. But Iowa, everybody always holds all of this hope for Iowa. And what happens? Nothing. The great white hope. <laughs> they don't learn, bro. They don't learn. Yeah. I, I still can't get over that thriller of a bar burner. Nine – the two game that was so ugly oh my god Man. i can't believe i sat there and watched it football's back baby yeah i can't stand it yeah before the conferences got screwed up my hopes were in utah i i just feel like utah is gonna find its way to a playoff at some point like yeah. you know like yeah. they'll be like the tcu of a playoff uh, like at some point um so that's one to keep an eye on just utah at 14 i think that's I think that's a little too low. I think they'll move, kind of move their way up through the season. I'm kind of confused at 19 and 20, Wisconsin and Oklahoma. It's honestly, they're in the same boat with Iowa to me, just because, like, you know, every, you know, the older I get, the more I look at these preseason rankings, the more I'm like, you, money isn't real, you know. Football is starting <laughs> not to be real, and it's just like, which one is going to draw the most attention? And yeah. normally, like this is most of this is these are most of the names that we're used to seeing. But, bro, like watching if you actually watch the game, I, like Ole Miss, come on, man, mm. Ole Miss. They probably, you know what, this whole uh, this whole what's uh, Michael Orr thing might be selling that point too. Like Ole Miss got got some bills to pay. They like we got to throw up all the stops. <laughs> so yeah. They put them on the preseason ranking, and now they're on the map again. But yeah. I really feel like NC State was disrespected. Granted, we drafted mm. a couple people from defense, but at the same time, 
is like I don't feel like we lost much. Like we we lost a two headed monster, of course, but it's like we gained a lot too. So mm. I don't know. Well, maybe maybe that's just biased to me, but I don't know. I think I don't know how much thought went into this preseason ranking, but I'm excited to see how it pans out. Yeah. Not to mention, I think um, what's what's his name? Drake May was like one of the top quarterbacks for the preseason. Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah, he's on the he's on the Heisman watch list yeah. too, I believe. Already. Yeah. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. All right. Well, that happened too. <laughs> I'm probably excited to watch Wisconsin play. Luke Fickle, obviously, new head coach there. Yeah. Um, they had a, a huge turnover through the transfer portal. So, for once in a long time, I'm actually pretty excited to watch Wisconsin play. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. If you look at the, I'm looking at the NCAA site showing the rankings. And it says others receiving votes. So Texas Tech got 101. Mm-hmm. South Carolina got 73. UCLA got 66. UTSA 64. Blah, blah, blah. You go down, Coastal Carolina got three. State got one. And I'm looking, I had to scroll back up to make sure I'm looking at the right year. And yeah, August 14th, 2023. That's wild. That's wild. I, I would take Duke, South Carolina Duke, over Duke like got four. Duke, shout out Duke, but Duke got four. That's why boys Duke. from Minnesota got six, <laughs> and Pittsburgh got sixteen. So I'm like, something's amiss. Like these so this whole uh, conference redistricting got people thinking crazy. It it so. does, man. Shocker, spoiler alert, whatever you want to call it, upset alert. Five of these teams lose within the first three weeks. I'm feeling it easy. Like it, it's wild, man. I'm, I'm not sold on this list. This is this is rough. The one through four, I think they get right. Other than that, you mm-hmm. can flip a coin on some of those. And on the back half, it's just terrible. Yeah, your boys in state get kind of hosed, but mm-hmm. is what it is. I like to see FSU back. I mean, I'm not mad at that at all. No, no, no. I'm high on Jordan Travis, so I, I like to see that. But I don't know, man. And if you look by conference, SEC has the most top 25. They got seven teams. Big 10 right behind them at six. Now, if you add in the new conference alignment, the Big 10 actually outweighs the SEC here. You take in like USC, Texas, Oakland. Like this is is wild. We're going to have a different college football landscape next year. Let's see. Okay, so looking at that top four, I think only one team, one of those teams makes it to the playoff. Because yeah. I think USC, I think USC represents the Big Ten. And and that, I don't know, I just don't think Michigan, like how are Michigan, Ohio State, they always put those two up there and like virtually only one can really make it. I'm going to go ahead and call, I don't think either of them make it. I think USC is better. You don't think going I think the ACC has to represent someone. Like they, there's a lot of pressure on the ACC to get someone, to get someone in there. And then yeah, and then my sleeper pick is Utah. I'm just like, there's got to be a team that's undefeated or has one loss that isn't in this bloodbath of SEC, Big Ten. Like all the SEC teams and Big Ten teams are going to have two or three losses at least. Yeah, you know, I just think it's gonna be weird. I I don't know how this is gonna, I don't know how this is gonna look. Mm-hmm. 
So to have two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams in your top four, it's like it's not going to stay like that. No, no, I agree with you. But what? Where did Oregon State come from? Uh, that's what I'm wondering too. <laughs> like, I I can't even say I'm mad at it. It's just because, like, I mean, they did do fairly well last year, if I remember right. Yeah, they but did. I, I don't remember anybody like. Like as far as Wisconsin, I at least remember their running back. He was pretty good, but Oregon State, I don't know. I think they surprised beat out a couple of teams. They Same. went ten and three. The only loss is number seven USC, number twelve Utah. They beat number nine Oregon. Uh, they oh, won well. against Florida in the Vegas Bowl. Like they got some good wins. They beat Montana State, which is a big FCS team. But mm. that was another thing too. I speaking of Oregon, I got mad because they put. Bo Nix on the list of quarterbacks to watch. And I'm like, yeah. bro, give it this that man is my age, man. You gotta give it up. <laughs> he's go, uh go to trade school with Miles Jack or something. Yeah, there you go. They they put out a billboard in Times Square for him. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. Wild. Too much. All right. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. See the first um obviously the first game this weekend, college football. Is a pen in Dublin. Mm. That's right, baby. It's been a common that. trend the past couple of years, yeah. Yeah. Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame and Navy, is that right? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So tune in Saturday morning. We'll be breaking down all those week zero games uh, that we're excited to do. So stick tuned. Uh, all right. Got to give a little, little teaser to the intro we're going to drop for Saturday. Something about a hype video for college football just gives me the goose. So just a little tease there. But God, I remember watching those like in high school Football's playing back. games. Yeah. Football's back, baby. Mm. I don't know what it is about like the graph, like the graphic designers and the videographers nowadays. Like I in high school, I wasn't that into them, uh-huh. but now, oh my god, this is like theatrical <laughs> and cinematic and stuff. I'm like, see, this is what they see now that like the competition is not as much there as it used to be. They had to fill it with something. That's, <laughs> That's it. What right it is. I like it. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. Exactly. All right, let's. Uh, we're gonna move into a little high school football. Then we jump back to the pros here. Uh, and and Devonte, you can kind of take the lead here. High school NIL deals are starting to pop off. Oh, I'm saying at first I started to see it. I forgot which players. I can look it up right now. But there was a couple times where I saw it with with basketball. But apparently there are some football players. Um, that have been getting into the NIL deals. And I kept thinking, like, that's – it's like a good or bad, you know. So, like, what do you guys think? So, imagine, you know, you're a star athlete again in high school and um, the local car dealership that's probably a money laundering scheme is like, we'll give you a car and that's the money. You just keep winning games. And it's like, Brandon, you're already going to get a full scholarship to school. As an 18 year old, what do you do with that money? <laughs> mm. Like, it's wild. We, I've been talking to my coworkers about the Johnny Menzel documentary and just like the, you know, the dad blaming Coach Sumlin in the program. And I'm like, look, dude, you could have been any program. If you give an 18 year old millions of dollars, 
Mm. Good fucking luck. You couldn't tell me shit. Yeah. Whether I was at in high school or college, you give me a million dollars, you ain't telling me nothing. Apparently, yeah, so in May 3rd, that was when they approved high school athletes to get paid. So starting July 1st. And let's see if there are any. So apparently it's one of those things where, like, even if they're not star athletes, they can actually get paid or make money off of their social media because that's the big thing. Um, more, And I wonder, let me see. Yeah, I wonder if it's one of those things where, like, it started now that Bron's kids are in high school and see if it's going to be there. So uh, Bronny was the domino. I don't know. I don't think he was the domino because I think it was before with you know how like high school basketball at the least just started blowing up like everybody's tuning into YouTube. You know, a lot of those high school games were on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um that one guy, Mikey Williams, he was making he went to some Charlotte school, then transferred back to California when North Carolina basketball got to be too much for him. But even before he got to Memphis, he was already making money off of his likeness and just like whatever views and stuff he had. So that's a good call. Like uh, maybe it was the ball family. Maybe they were the ones that led into this, but yeah, you're right. Like I remember watching like Mello on YouTube and, mm-hmm. and like, when but they, he didn't get anything from it. We no. just know like who Mello is as far as we um, know. Yeah. I said, oh, so Bronny James and Arch Manning. And mm. so those are the three big NIL mm. uh, millionaires, which, Bronny James and Arch Manning, I mean, they were going to be millionaires regardless. So it's like, regardless, it was like the rich get richer. Yeah. But yeah. It's still, I was like, so I wonder how much L oh, and Malachi Nelson, that's the um, quarterback out of LA. So that's the big one that I heard about. That wasn't like a child of a, somebody famous. So I just keep thinking, like, man, someday, like, I'm already 6'3. So I have hope of having a child, having an NIL deal. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what was it? I can't remember the kid's last name. Nico, somebody from Tennessee. Like he came. He's he's on Tennessee's campus. He's a freshman. He's already got a mansion, just sitting mm. on fraternity row by himself. Like that's wild. Wild. It wasn't- Matt fit. Oh, go ahead. I, I was trying to – I was thinking about all the – were, were they a basketball player or – They're a football player. They're a quarterback. Football so, they're going to back up Joe Melton and then – Oh, were they out of – um? this is the one out of L.A.? Yeah, yeah, that flip. Yeah, I know which yeah. one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, like stuff like that, man. It's like – that's how you – I'm not going to lie. Like I'm not – I'm a hater at heart, but at the same time, I want everybody to get money. But it's, it's stuff like that that reminds me. Like money isn't real because like was this just happening? <laughs> right now this man all he needs to do is just like pass what english four or something like that and then he'll be a millionaire Boy. exactly yeah that'd be crazy uh man i'm just thinking about when i was in high school what i what i would do to make money <laughs> you know just like the baby maybe babysit one night oh gosh like i mean like it yeah it doesn't hurt for these players to make a name for himself. I'm just thinking of even just kind of like on a smaller scale, like if you're a small city and you're the quarterback, kind of the face of a town, like everyone knows. Well, Mike Winchell action. 
Yeah, I mean, anybody like for us, I think as a kid growing up, it was like Cameron Maben. Like Cameron, Cameron Maben was, a, was yeah. a baseball player out of Cameron, Asheville. Yeah, and it ended up going pro. But everyone knew who Cameron Maben was. You know, he was like this this kind of this star athlete in town. If he is a face on, you know, you, you use like a car dealership. You know, maybe it's even just like a restaurant, like French yeah. fries restaurant in Asheville. And, and Cam Maven's like promoting it or something. I don't know. I, I don't know at what point it gets too crazy, but I, I don't think it, it's weird. I mean, that there is that's something in our culture, um, just kind of advertisement and sports are money. I mean, you know, sports just make a ton, a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's crazy. I think each kid, it, it's kind of the whole the whole Spider-Man thing with great power comes great responsibility. Like you just have to understand like, all right, I'm making money. This doesn't mean that I've made it. You know, this doesn't mean that I've got it yet. But now I have means to to kind of do things, you know, to pay through school or to or to do this. Yeah. Um so I do think I do think it's it's good in a sense, but it's also it could could also be very it could be toxic if if it's if it's not done um wisely so yeah way to play both sides there fits i like it i'm just kidding well it's just complex it's just complex you know i don't think there's a there's not like an easy solution for this i think it's a response to the nf ncaa just being tight watts for the past however many Mm -hmm. years where you can't even buy chris weber a hot dog yeah. you know, without getting reprimanded for it, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is, this is what happens when you, when you're sticklers, it's gonna, it's gonna swing the other way. I'm trying to be greedy. It does make me think about those coaches like the Dabos that were like real tight lipped and tight ass about giving players money. And now that the playing field is now kind of equal and everybody has a chance, I haven't really heard them say anything more about mm-hmm. them, but I do kind of see them getting worried like, Oh shoot. They figured me out because you got to wonder, like, I still like, I don't know. They might, I don't know. Heck, they might like ban this YouTube, but I still wonder about the Alabama machine sometimes. And I'm oh, yeah. like a lot of times, like a lot of players, they sign these, um, like they commit to different schools. Right. And mm-hmm. the school is cool. But like, imagine being a star athlete and you have to live in like Kansas or Kentucky or Alabama. And I wonder, like, do people think about that? And I guess the pros outweigh the cons, but there had to be something at the beginning for Alabama players to be there. Because like, why would you willingly go to Alabama? What did they give you to live in Alabama before internet? Internet before internet, bro. Like they yeah. Alabama wasn't the Alabama we know, but they did have good players. Like with uh, what's bro's name, Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander. What was he doing in Alabama before the internet? Came from Boone, Kentucky. In the back was a Kentucky. (laughs) Well, see, all right, never mind. Like it was like it was like going from what Lewisburg to Atlanta, I guess. To to but now, I I will say this: that I'll tell you three stories real quick. There's a story that um, Matthew Stafford, when he was going to leave early for Georgia, he walks out of his mailbox, and there's fifty. $500,000 $500,000 sitting in his mailbox <laughs> to not leave. Mm. Okay. Um, the other, the other story, sorry, I uh, meant to um, Jeffrey Pagan. I played against him at Asheville high. He was a Florida commit. 
flipped on decision day to go to Bama. He shows up in a brand new Chrysler. Mm. Mm. Wait, like you you saw him at school with the Chrysler? Yes. Or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Chrysler is wild. That's like Chrysler three hundred. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right, mm. so, Matt, go ahead. What's your thoughts here? Just extremely jealous. Like extremely <laughs> jealous. Um, I played my football obviously at my university. Uh, I was a centre midfielder of the first team. I played with a guy who used to play for Arsenal's like academy. Um, and there would be three people and a dog who turn up and watch, you know what I mean? And like, you might get a free pint of beer after the game behind the bar. And, you know, in the States, it's just an even, you know, the high school games, you know, these crazy NIL deals. And, you know, fair play to the kids. If they're quality players, they should get what they deserve. And, you know, I mean, it is going to go too far. At some cases, some kids are going to be sport rotten, but... That's just always going to happen, I think, in these scenarios. Um, but yeah, just just extremely jealous and fair play to the kids who just able to milk the situation because for years and years and years, the NCAA would write hard asses, you know, about it all. And mm. you got to let the, you got to let the you know you got to let the students milk, milk it. Exactly. And Even I'll, with the like the you were mentioning the NCAA, I was just thinking like I felt like they picked and choose. Because there's no way, like I'm stuck on that look. Like I'm, I need some some private investigation on Nick Saban because this Alabama man. There's no way, like every time they got all these players from different places. Some now, granted, it was home cooking. Some of these players were from Alabama, but come on now, like get taking a player away. Like people from Florida, for the most part, love Florida. So to take Derrick Henry away from the likes of the U or Florida State. Now, granted, at the time, I don't think they were what they were before, but at the same time, like being able to play near home for people to at least come see you at home and on a big stage with a team that you grew up with. But I don't know. I, I think some there's investigations to be had everywhere. Yeah. What, I, what I hate about this is what it does to – Not to keep staying on this, but it just it's so fascinating that just what it does to the purity of sport is it's almost like I feel like just doing it for the enjoyment of the game and like just enjoying your your four years of high school ball or and then, you know, and then same for college. Just I want to play my four years like you hear like basketball players in the 80s talk about like Ralph Sampson, Mm -hmm. like I, I had the Boston Celtics calling me but I just wanted to keep coming back to school, you know, or Grant Hill, you know, I wanted to play for coach K all four years. Like there was just, there was more love of just like, I want to enjoy school. I want to enjoy it. And now I don't know. I I think it does something to, to there's such a focus around money. And and I think parents can buy into that Mm -hmm. even more so than kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. There's something about the purity, the, the purity of, of sport and, and athletes, like the successful athletes are not necessarily the ones that have the, the private coach or like the, you know, the personal trainer. Yes. That, yes, that, that does benefit, but at the high school level, that doesn't always, that it doesn't, it doesn't transfer over and people, it doesn't, people think it does. Um, It's almost like the, which, what is it? Rocky four 
when you got a who's the who's the I, Russian dude? Drago. Ivan Drago. Drago. It's like people are trying to create the Drago, and then meanwhile, like the the real success are those athletes just putting the in the, just putting yeah. in the putting in the day to day stuff with with mm. not all the fancy gadgets and stuff, mm. but the but with play with heart. You know, so I don't know. I just I think that's what's being sacrificed with all this. But even with the purity, like I want an investigation on Coach K too. You don't think like a little, extra, <laughs> little sprinkle of something extra was involved yeah. to be like, I just, oh, I love yeah. the game. Oh, you don't I think Roy read, did that? Sure? No, I just read. I just read Coach K's book. I'm yeah. a fan. I, I was a Tar Heel. I'm a, my dad went to Chapel Hill. I'm now a. I'm a believer in Coach K. I'm a believer. I, th- I think there's always in that in your in your programs that are just dominant year in year out. I, I think there's always a little sprinkle of that. Mm-hmm. But look, for me as a coach, I love this. I want all my kids to go get paid. It's just it, the culture's changing, the world's changing. I don't think their heart's not into it. Fits. I just think the world's changing. It's like what you see on social media is like, man, that, that kid's making money. He's an eight year old doing YouTube or whatever it might be, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, shit, I'm I'm a good football player. I should be making money. And, yeah. Their heart's still into it. Their their love for the game is still into it. But if you can go get paid with that same love and energy, because at the end of the day, if you're if your heart's not into the sport, you're not going to the next level. You're not going pro. It's just it's not going to happen because yeah. you're not going to sign up to get beat up on every single day. So that's my that's my two cents. I'm I'm all for this. Let high school kids get paid. Shit. Let middle school kids get paid. I don't give a fuck. Hell, I wish I wish cross country was was paying, man. If they, <laughs> yeah, right. if, if they were paying cross country athletes, I might have had a little cheddar back in the day. That's right. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right, NFL. Let's talk about. It. We've talked about this before, but things are not getting any better. Jonathan Taylor, the Indianapolis Colts. It just seems like things are getting farther and farther apart, and this is the one running back holdup. It seems like. Um, you know, we talked about his numbers before. He's coming off 3,000 yards, almost 4,000, 33 tutties. And in three seasons, he's averaged 5.1 yards. Last year, he was hurt with that ankle injury. And it's just the two sides can't agree. He got a new agent. We talked about that. And it just seems like it soiled any relationship they had because he signed the extension, got a new agent, and then this whole shit just kind of blew up. Um, so these are the favorites. Miami at plus 200, Bills plus 500. Chicago at plus 300, Cowboys at plus 700 to sign him. I think he stays a Colt because I think Jim Irsey is, is a lot like me where he's stubborn as hell. He's not going to trade him um, mm. just because he wants to be traded. I, I feel like Irsey is just that – he's that type of guy. Um, mm. But what's your all thoughts here? Just is, Chicago. Are the Dolphins Please. actually for real in the runners? They're the they're the Vegas odd favorite to sign him. Bro, it's six running backs there. What the heck? <laughs> Dang. They need a running back. Do they though? I mean, like well, they, they're trying to find it. I mean, I'm just saying they yeah. they drafted a running back. They're they're trying to find their person. So it makes sense. But it seems like they're still stuck on speed. And like Jonathan Taylor has the breakaway, but like he has to get that mm-hmm. one cut before. Right. A lot of the guys are just burners. So like I wonder how. They were gonna make like Dalvin yeah. Cook probably was gonna be a better fit. I don't know. Yeah. Uh wow. What's Ravens stuck, are I, also I can see the Bears. I can see the Bears. Because mm. mm. their number one is Kyra. Oh shoot. Yeah, Herbert. Not Herbert. Well, yeah, that is his last name. Herbert's their guy, but it, yeah. it just that doesn't feel like he feels like a second back. They need he is. they I need forgot. their dog. And I'll I'll tell you, yeah. The Bills seem to be out of the running 
It's now, sorry, this is as of today. Just I looked mm-hmm. at it. Dolphins plus 250, Chicago Bears plus 400, Ravens plus 700, Cowboys plus 750. So mm-hmm. Ravens kind of take that bill spot there. Yeah. Um, can't imagine it go, going to the Cowboys. Tony Pollard's fantastic when I watched him in the game. Yeah, Tony Pollard's yeah. a, yeah. a guy. And Deuce Vaughn, a two-headed baby. monster. And Deuce Vaughn is having like the, yeah, the best training camp ever. Every time I look sure, on Twitter, yeah. he's just blowing up. I tried to tell them about Deuce Vaughn. They didn't believe me. They just see the little ant. <laughs> I went but now look. Ant-Man. Uh, just it. anywhere but the uh, Bears. Man. Anywhere but the Bears, yeah. I, I, I would love for Cincinnati to five. Because it was the Wisconsin huh. manager, but like, yeah, anywhere but the Bears. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, speaking of Bears running back, Tariq Cohen seems to be all go for NFL workouts. Bun alum, shout out to the boy. So coming back from the ACL slash Achilles injury. So fingers crossed for a little man. Yeah. Lewisburg pride. You think the Bears call him back? They need a back. I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like you gave a guy a pretty big contract and then, you know, obviously freak nature, he tears ACL, then tears Achilles training to come mm. back from the ACL injury. It's just, that's just shitty luck. I feel like you just cut your ties there. Mm. It sucks for him, yeah. but. Yeah. I don't know. All right. We talked about AFC. Oh, go ahead. No, I was saying I wish the best, though. Like, I want something to happen. Yeah, for real. Did you you play? Did, no, you didn't play against him. He was a little bit younger. Nah, he, he graduated two years after me. Okay. okay. So yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to play again. I don't. I don't. I'm gonna be honest. High, I only played two years of high school football, and all of that shit is a blur. So I only I only know people I played against that like I talked to to this day. Yeah. All these people remember. I I'm gonna be honest with you. I never I watched film like twice because it was like, what else I'm gonna do? I'm gonna block. What else am I supposed to do? <laughs> so like I don't remember anybody that I played with unless like they bring up something. I'm like, yeah, I guess. You're right. You know, CT and whatnot. Yeah. I, I tell you, if it wasn't for like the only two names I remember playing is Jeffrey Pagan from Asheville High who went on to play for Bama and then Houston Texans. And then Caleb Presley, Barstool's personality. He was our rival's quarterback and fucking really? phenomenal. Yeah, yeah dude. Really? He oh, balled wow. out. I had That's one sack crazy. on him and I was like feeling so good. But then he yeah. lit us up for like 10 tutties. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I once blocked I once blocked his basketball shot in rec league, third grade. <laughs> Never go. forget. I got the jump. I got the jump ball call. I was tiny. I was tiny. He was way taller than bad. I blocked him. Got the tie up. Oh, he's, he's always been the same personality, just super goofy. But I'm, yeah. I'm glad it's working out for him. All right. The only claim to fame I have is uh, what's his name? Kareem Martin that went on to play UNC and for the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. I, he yeah. played at Roanoke Graphics. And I just, I, re- I do remember that night because like it was like a stalemate. And going up against him, I'm like, bro. College football is not it. He every time I block him, he just like hit me in my chest, like my clavicle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is not it. That's I'm that's, waiting for the game to be over with, bro. That's exactly it. Uh, Jeffrey Pagan, I went against him at the. Uh, he never lined up against me because he was at end and I was at center. But at the Shrine Bowl Combine, we went to one on ones, and I went after two reps of him. And I fucking just blocked him. I said, five star my ass. Get the fuck out of here. He came back and just bull rushed me and put my oh, dick in the oh, dirt. Right. And I was like, damn, I should not have pissed brother off, man. <laughs> it was oh, rough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I learned my lesson not to talk shit after that. All right. Yeah. 
let's talk. We talked AFC odds. Let's talk a little NFC odds. We had two Packer fans, a Falcon fan on here. Uh, so I'll be the unbiased AFC guy here, which is, uh, that'll be good. Let's start with the NFC West. Seahawks plus 200, but the leader of that division, 49ers minus 165. I don't think anybody's surprised by that. Rams plus 1,000. Buda Baker and the Cardinals plus 2,700. Damn. Um, yeah. Yeah. I ate them up on that one. Good Lord. I like these odds. Like, 49ers, I think they're the clear-cut favorite. I think mm. Seahawks could battle them. Yeah. And the other two teams, I just don't think they have enough star power to get this thing done. Thoughts from you guys, though? Yeah. Um, I'm a, yeah, I'll roll with these odds. Something I thought that was interesting, too, and kind of messed up, I think as far as cap space, the Rams only have, like, 10 mil left. So it's like, yeah, they're going through that. They're – Falcons phase, but at least they only got one year of it. We had like three years of it. <laughs> like they're kind of stuck wherever they are, unless somebody wants to just play for free or some food or something. But <laughs> some food yeah. stamps. Yeah. <laughs> the um 49ers pretty much got it, but I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna give it until about like week week seven. I feel like the Seahawks might be able to pull away. I don't know. It's always something weird that happens with the 49ers that kind of pulls them back, but yet somehow they still make the playoffs. But I feel like the Seahawks can make that extra push that they couldn't last year. Like they, to me, they shot last year. So I feel like they can keep rolling off of that one. I don't hate that take. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it's going to be interesting. Like Brock Purdy versus Gino. Mm-hmm. If those are kind of the two, I, I just, this is Gino's time to shine. They've, they're loaded at, they're loaded on offense, it feels like, with a good running back, solid receiving core. Gino looked good last year. I'm just excited to see what he can do. He's kind of at that, that like, that – what is he, like 32 or 33? I feel like that's, like, when QBs can really actually have, like, a kind of crazy good year. It's like they, they're maybe losing it a little bit athletically, but they're just sharper than ever. So I don't know. I I have high hopes for the Seahawks offense, and I'm just I'm not sure. Like, yeah, I I, I think Brock Purdy has earned that spot. You feel like you can see yeah. it, but you wonder if there's going to be a learning curve here. If there's going to be like maybe an inkling of like a sophomore slump that he could easily bounce back from. He's a hard worker. I think he I think he is. I think he does have the stuff. But I do wonder when's that hurdle going to come. It's almost been too easy for him. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of just saying, oh, yeah, it's the Niners. The Niners are taking this division. But I do think the Seahawks, it's going to be really, really close between those two. Yeah. Um, as much as I despise the Seahawks, I would low-key like to bet on them in this because I just you just always feel like there's a chance of a big 49ers player being injured. It just always seems to happen every Sunday mm. where like McCaffrey goes down or Bosa goes down or Kittle goes down and you think, well, well fuck he's out for the season. So yeah, uh for the for the um reasonable the boys mentioned over Seahawks I think might might sneaky take this. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I love y'all's takes here. Um I did read an interesting article. I want you all's thoughts. There literally came out this week, maybe Sunday or Monday. Trey Lance, biggest buff, bust, question mark. I think that is a wild statement. He only started one game, got injured in the first drive of the second game of last year, 
Mm-hmm. Sure, his first game was not good, but what rookie's debut is phenomenal, right? Few and far between. To call him the biggest bust, that's that's crazy talk to me. Yeah. He hasn't gotten like, his chance. Yeah. No. He just he he didn't get a chance. This I I know it's a little far ahead, but that's honestly how I felt about uh Desmond Ritter. Like mm-hmm. people kind of wrote him. I've just been reading article after article of people writing them off, and I'm like, bro. He played well. Granted, he played what maybe two or three games, and he didn't do that bad. But like, I feel like he wasn't given a fair shot. And as far yeah. as which Lance, that is a wild statement. But he kind of welcomed it because going into the draft, he kind of put himself in that position by not. Now, granted, he was probably doing his own training, doing his own thing, whatever. But to like step away from the beginning of the season. I don't know, man. That's kind of wild. You could have at least given him like four weeks and then kept going. But like he yeah. stopped and just prepped for he. I feel like he only prepped for the draft and didn't really prep to be a pro. And so I feel like that kind of held him back up till now. But I like I mean, that. Take. He didn't. He didn't really get a fair shot. I would welcome seeing it. But what I saw in preseason, I'm like, man, I don't know about this. I like that. That's a good call. I- I think he's the biggest bust. Um, I'm sure there's loads of other players for the biggest bust, but probably one of the worst trade-ups, maybe. Mm, yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. At least not of all times, but he is. Yeah. He's starting to be – well, as of now, it's looking like it's about to be up there because trading up for that – because that wasn't the, the the one that Justin Fields was in, right? Mm. It was? Yep. Well, yep. Uh, it's looking kind of shaky. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next division here. NFC South, Devontae's division. Yeah. Uh, this is ugly. Everybody, everything's even. Saints plus 130, <laughs> Falcons plus 210, Panthers plus 360, Bucks plus 750. Maybe it's ugly. Maybe it's competitive, right? Maybe yeah, it's the we'll most competitive it. division of football, as someone will say. But, bro, I feel like it should be – I'm not going to lie to you. Being a Falcons fan for the past few years, this needs to be a little bit closer. I'm not even going to hold you. Like, I, there are some spots where each of these teams are different, but we got to be honest with ourselves for real. Obviously, I'm going to take my Falcons. I believe in them for sure. They're finally getting weapons. They finally somehow – Terry Fontenot worked his magic, and they got draft picks, and they got – a chance and they got cap space. So that's pretty much all he needed. Plus not to mention the schedule is kind of easy, but don't tell anybody else that. So we'll see what happens with that. But I want to say the NFC South is very somewhat even is giving kind of ACC vibes a little bit where like, there's like a little, there's one team that steps above and it used to be uh, the Bucks and now not so much. So We'll see. I, I can't. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I can't even say I'm excited to see what will happen, just because it's so close. And I'm really gonna get pissed off because it's gonna take one game for them to be out of playoff contention <laughs> because it's so close. But you know, we'll see. I got the Falcons taking the NFC South. Ooh. I kind of. Be- I'm a believer in Baker Mayfield. I think. I think this is his time, and and it's not so much Baker. He's got a great, he's got a good team around him. You know, that's still that Bucks defense. Um, like, and it, it's it, it is a wide open division, but it, 
maybe how I feel about Gino. Maybe this year it's finally Gino and Baker. Like it's finally their moment. They're both in situations where they might be able to showcase. And these were guys that should have been great, you know, right out right out of the gate. And, and they've both struggled in, in their ways. I don't know. I but something just tells me, you know, with those odds, I, I also might just take. I don't know. Just put a little on it. Are you are you booking Geno Smith Baker Mayfield NFC Championship? You know that'd be crazy. Like you know that'd be a crazy a crazy. You know I don't know if you could do a parlay on that, but to put the Seahawks and the Bucks both well, winning. Go ahead and put that on division. the intro too, because if this is right, like it that might that might be the thirteenth reason. <laughs> I mean the NFC is gonna be crazy. I will I will say this: we we covered AFC last week. AFC seems like all right. These these are the teams. These are the teams. Yeah, the, the order's going to change. Who who wins the division? It, it's going to be one of these two teams. But overall, like these six teams are going to make it, plus an additional, you know, and and that could be a wild card. Whereas I see the NFC as like it's just going to be a, a a fucking shit show. It, it's just going to be like anybody. Like I think it's wide open. So no lies, no lies. So that's where I'm kind of just I don't know. My gut tells me this one's Baker. My gut tells me, you know, the Seahawks. I think they can steal it from from the Niners. I don't know. Yeah, forgive me for saying Devonte, but this is probably the worst division in, in the NFL. Um, you didn't lie. You didn't lie. <laughs> I can't argue with it. I can't at this point. Now give us a couple of years. It might be worth an argument, but right not right now. Um, I have no idea who's gonna win this. Um, <laughs> I kind of don't care because I want to like I want to watch whoever wins come out of it. I'll be interested. I have no dog in the race, um, but I would love to know what the odds are for like the winner of the division to have a worse record than eight and nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go on. Right. Or, or seven and ten. <laughs> like, like the winner is going to be like seven and ten and going to the playoffs. <laughs> all right. All right. Is <laughs> <So, laughs> that chill? chill. <laughs> like, it, it's true though. Like, if the winner's going to have this record of seven and ten or eight and nine. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's rough. Oh, that's real rough. Like, I, Fitz, I love you. You know it. But your quarterback takes are just. <laughs> They're rough, bro. Legend, they're legendary, legendary. <laughs> you and you and Tim have the hottest oh, quarterback the takes, coldest, and, and the absolute worst quarterback takes. Yeah, so I bet Derek Carr throws more picks than Baker oh. Mayfield does this year. Hmm. You've been texting Tim on the side. Give me some Saint like Jameis Winston's coming back week four. I don't know. All right, let's move on. NFC East. Philly, the defending champs of the NFC, Cow uh, minus 115, Cowboys plus 175, Giants plus 700, Commanders look real good in preseason the other night, plus 1,300, and then ended the Ravens undefeated preseason streak going back for, what, seven seasons, I felt like, so. Do you feel like, do you feel like that, I, I'm not going to lie, that was a pretty good play by that corner with that pick, but do you feel like because they kept pushing it, like, oh, they have lost a preseason game, it was. Mm. I don't know if you watch basketball enough, but let's say like he hasn't missed a free throw yet. And as soon as they say it, yeah. the commentator's you know, curse. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I feel yeah. like that was somewhat of a commentator's curse because mm-hmm. like I like I've seen people say like, "Oh, Sam, how's the future?" 
HTTR, all this stuff. I'm like, all right, let, let's let's peel back a little bit. It was just like, yeah. no, let's pull it back. Yeah. Uh, this one's Eagles to lose. I, I, Eagles, Cowboys. I think that's the order. This I'll this is one. the one that's nice and this one's nice and easy. Yeah. I'll go one further. It's Eagles is conference to lose. Like I think they are by far the best team in the NF- NFC. Um, they're by far the best team in this division. Saying that Dallas and Giants are pretty good teams. I feel like both those teams probably could sneak into the playoffs. Um, but it's going to still be the Eagles. And Jalen Carter already looks like an absolute menace. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He looks I'm, dangerous. I'm about to pull a Fitz take. I'm a, I feel like I'm, three out of these four teams will probably somehow make the playoffs just because NFC, right? But Danny Dimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking <laughs> Danny Dimes, that was another one of my guys, right? I'm definitely looking at the Giants to somehow sneakily pull away. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, somehow or another, I'm looking at the Giants to pull away just because I remember last year they kind of grit and ground their way up. And it it really is the Eagles to lose. Now, the Giants can somehow make the playoffs, but, hey, man, like, Saquon, Saquon, this might be one of those things where, like, Saquon has to put on a show because, like, I'm trying to get some money elsewhere, even though they probably still won't try to pay running backs. So he might try to put on another show like he did last year. Then they have – granted, Giants don't really have receivers. They have young receivers, but they don't have a receiver. I saw, like, this post or something that they were talking about the heights of the NFC wide receivers. And they had the nerve to put Sterling Shepard for the Giants. I'm like, man, that's rough to have Sterling Shepard as your wide receiver one. So maybe maybe they pull out. But I, I, I'm yeah. I'm I'm looking at the Giants to pull away from this somehow for some stupid reason. Just like I said for the Seahawks, I think the same will happen for the Giants. Yeah. Look, I. Oh man, the Giants' only bright side. Is Jalen Hyatt and Saquon Barkley and Hyatt's coming back from an ACL injury and who the fuck is throwing him the ball? Danny Dimes. I don't. Giants are dead. Eagles sweep this division in my eyes. I I, I see where you guys are going. I can't I can't buy into it. I just can't do it. All right, last division NFC North Lions. Where is Tim at? Where you need him? Wow! Up in the sky, leading this division Dang. on plus one forty-five. Vikings, the defending champs, plus two sixty. Jay Love and the Packers, plus three fifty, and then Fields, plus four thirty. Once again, a very competitive division here. I'm real curious to what Matt thinks. Well, you know, I'm going to be outrageously biased and following the Packers. Round, I think we might be. I don't think we're going to win the division, but I'm still going to pick him uh, because, you know, ride or die. Um, I generally think the Bears are going to go 3-13 and again. I I don't don't really rate them at all, but, you know, they can have have Patrick Mahomes. I wouldn't rate them, to be honest, because of the Bears. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, no, uh, Lions, scared of them. Scared of the Lions, I must say. Um, I I feel that just make getting better and better and better and better. Every year under Dan Campbell, and um, I hope. And if the Vikings are short up their defense, which was absolutely terrible last year, they're gonna be a good team. Um, but Jay Love has had quietly a 
okay, good preseason. I'm pretty excited to see what he looks like going into week one. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pick the Packers because well, I'm delusional. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I. I actually I had the Packers at just like just around 500. You know, either eight and nine or nine and eight. That was before preseason. Until I saw this love to Romeo Dobbs connection. Mm. And I'm like, I think we could go 10 and 7. You know, I'm I'm like, we might be able to squeak in there. Um, they they've rated Dobbs has had, I don't know how they determined this, but they they said they said number one receiver in preseason mm. is Dobbs, wow. just in terms of who is really who's really performed. Um I'm all in on on Packers. I'm like, keep sleeping. That that's what I keep telling people. Everyone's like, oh, your Packers are gonna struggle this year. They're gonna go six and eleven. I'm like, keep sleeping on us because I think we we've, we've got positions. We've got defense. Um, yeah, there's some holes. Back. There's some holes in there um, that we need to tweak up. But I think we can do it. I think we've. I think we got guys stepping up. Rashawn Gary is is gonna be a force this year. Um, we still got Bakhtiari so far. He had been traded to the Jets to to Packers East. Uh, we still got we still got a little jersey if he goes. I'll tell you that. We still got a little thunder and lightning. We got Christian Watson. We got Romeo Dobbs. We got Luke Musgrave tight end. I am excited for this Packers team. It is not the it's not the faces we've seen in the past. Um but it's a and it's a coaching staff that wants to prove that you know what we're we're also a big part of the success we've had around here. That when the team started to have success after the McCarthy era, you know that this coaching staff has put together a, a front that we that we have a game plan. So I'm I'm excited and I love all the Packers hate because I'm just ready to to put it in people's faces. Yeah, um, I feel like the NFC North is basically the NFC South, except some more players are good. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I, yeah, that. I don't, I don't think the Bears are going to go three and thirteen again. I don't see it. I'll give them a Falcons year of seven and ten, and I also see yeah. the Packers pulling away at nine and eight. They're, the Packers aren't a bad team. The Lions aren't a bad team either, but I'm trying to figure out like how exactly they're going to put all those pieces together. Yeah. And I'm not a very God believer. I'm cool on that. But yeah. um, And then the Vikings, I mean, yeah, it's Kirk Cousins, you know. No, they suck. Kirk, but it's still <laughs> the Packers. With the two-headed monster at running back, you forgot to mention that. Not to mention that your other running back, I think, that got drafted, Emmanuel Wilson. Don't know mm-hmm. what he's out of, but he's been doing pretty well. And then on the other side, um, Christian Watson, he's still there. Yeah. And apparently, y'all, um, the Packers drafted like two tight ends, so that's another. Yeah, Luke Musgrave is going to be an absolute. And beast. one thing I noticed about the Packers, they always have defensive players that nobody knows, and somehow <laughs> they end up being dogs. Like I remember. Yeah. Um, when I was growing up, that dude, um, Nick Bishop out of UCLA or something. Oh. I think middle linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, like everybody knew Clay Clay Matthews, but the middle linebacker, Blake Martinez, before he got locked yeah. up for uh-huh. insider training for trading cards and stuff. Yeah. He's not locked up, but he is in trouble. Um, yeah. But yeah, Blake Martinez got his start up there. Yeah. He somehow became a dog. And, um, yeah. So it's always like 
We also like, had Tennessee to trade away players before they were named all pro. Yeah. Like, uh, who was it? Micah. Um, shoot. Oh, uh, he's on oh, the Micah Bills Hyde. now. Yeah. Micah. Micah Hyde. We traded him before yeah. he got good. Casey Hayward. We traded him to yeah. San Diego. It's like, so come it's on, like, guys. I'll build the players up for another man. It's crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I see it for the Packers. And honestly, I – Y'all know I feed off of hate, so I feel like uh, F. Aaron, not necessarily F. Aaron Rodgers, but it's like, wow, he for real left us in the dust. We got to rise from the ashes, like the yeah. Phoenix. So, like, it's going to be like a revenge tour for the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. And, shoot, you know what? You know what would be crazy? A Packers-Jets Super Bowl, that would be super crazy. Yeah, we're like a year away from that. Ooh, but, hey, uh, you never know. You gotta actually, the faith, man. I'm you taking the lines. I should say I'm taking the Lions to win the division. I like as much. Wow, I got the Packers on. going like ten and seven, but the Lions. I think the Lions are gonna have be like. I think they could be like thirteen and four, or like For fourteen real? and three. I think they could be just looking at their schedule, like Uh-oh. and and then just in terms of the division. Um, I think everyone's gonna be, everyone's gonna be killing the Bears this year. Mm-hmm. The Bears are gonna get like three wins. Like they're just, I just think they're gonna be pretty tough. They're gonna be rough. Uh, A lot to unpack for me right here. Bears down, they're dead. Obviously, we already said the reasons. Bears are out of this race before it even starts. Vikings were a miracle child last year. Yeah, sneaky underrated. Every year we heard Vikings suck from Fitz, and then every week they just they just found a way to win. Yeah, like that Kirk Cousins win by the skin of their teeth. Hey, a win's a win in the league. I think that ma- that magic falls off on them. I think they're done, dead, bury them, Viking burial. Emmanuel Wilson, you mentioned him. I think he's a sleeper from Fort Valley State. Go Wildcats! He's got a big oh, roster. Oh, wow. niche. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but I like the way he's been balling out preseason. It's been cool. Rewinding the clock, two thousand eight. Rogers has his first season to start. Packers go six and ten. Over under set seven and a half for the Packers. I think Jordan Love leads them to eight wins. Hammer the over of seven and a half. Lions win this division. That's fair. I'm with you. All right. That's fair. World Cup, real quick. Spain takes it home. Matt, I am so sorry. English women. I was pulling them from for you, but I did say last week if it's England, Spain, Spain gets it done. I just feel like. They were grooving and moving, and what they were doing offensively, I think it, it – I'm not a soccer guy, but from outside looking in, it looked like what they were doing offensively matched up really well against England's defense. Um, and I, I just don't think England had the offensive power to compete with them. But what an exciting World Cup. I'm so sorry for your girls. They didn't quite get it done. Thoughts from you from across the pond. Um, I think everything you just said there is like pretty much bang on. Like Spain. Let's go! Spain played so good. That's so good, right? Just I was watching it Sunday morning and they were just knocking around our players with absolute ease. The technical precision was outrageous. And I think this England manager got a little bit wrong um, playing free in the back, which meant yeah. Spain's fullbacks could find space behind England's defence quite easily. And that's how the goal came from their, from their captain, um, Olga Camano. Um yeah, Spain were fantastic. Um, the referee, who was American, literally was probably was absolutely horrific. Um, 
took 10 minutes to decide a VAR call, despite the fact that happened right in front of her in real life, and then gave a penalty to Spain. England saved the penalty, but that's another bitch about VAR another day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, England just didn't create enough. They weren't good enough. They got tactically wrong. Spain um, were well and truly the better team when they won. You know, you can't really say anything more than that. They were they were caught it and they, they deserve the win. Hmm. Keith Fitz, any, anything from you? I, I guarantee you, Fitz watched nothing of the ones World Cup. I watched none of it. I was watching World Championships track and field. Though, let's go. <laughs> I was about to say I would watch a YouTube breakdown of you talking about the game before I would watch the. <laughs> <before I> <laughs> Because I feel like, oh, these are new words for soccer I haven't heard. So I think I will watch the breakdown for that one. But how did it, like going into the game, like what was the what was the one part of the game where you felt like, yeah, it's it's over for England? Because I know you mentioned like they were better better tactically, I believe. So like at what point did you feel like, yes, it's just over? Good question. Because it was a one nil. You always felt like there was always a chance. Like just get a goal, take it at extra time. Um, I just felt that when England weren't really creating any interest in anything, really, the 85th minute, just weren't getting anywhere. Um, and Spain, stereotypically, their footballers are fantastic at game and ship, right? Um, they dive tactically fantastically. So when England are trying to pin them back in their defence and try and get the ball off them, they'll just dive, fall over, and Spain get the free kick and all the pressure that England were putting on was released. So that happened over and over again. It just felt like it was just slipping away. There wasn't a singular moment that I was like, oh shit, that's the World Cup gone. It was just, felt like it was gradually slipping away. That's the worst. Yeah. It's just that, <laughs> I hate to bring it back to America, but like as a Falcons <laughs> fan, that's what I feel. That's what I feel. <laughs> I'm not even going to put you. Yeah, it's funny. It's a funny story with that, too. There was, I don't know if it happened on everybody else's TVs, but when they went up 28 and three, there was a glitch on the TV. It like, and didn't go out, but like, it kind of froze and it kept going. I was like, yep, that's what, that's, that's where my delusion is. That's where the simulation stops. <laughs> and so, like, I, I was thinking of whether or not if there was a, a moment like that for you seeing no. about like that, but like that. It's like a, a slow, painful death. Slow, painful death, yeah. We live to fight another day. Yeah. All right. Um, let's do pub parlay, boys. We'll do a random question. And I got a quote for us, and then we'll, we'll go from there. All right. Pub parlay, let's make some money. Football's back. College football. We got preseason. Life's good. We got baseball. Whatever you guys want. Let's take it home. I'm going for Brentford Football Club to beat Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Apparently, everybody's been giving Crystal Palace like a whooping. Brentford Moneyline. Brentford Moneyline. I love it. Local London Derby, London rival game. Are they playing Sunday? Uh, Saturday for uh, 10 o'clock. Yeah, 10 o'clock your time. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to take 
Jacksonville State over UTEP. A lot of people predicting UTEP maybe win their division. They start off 0-1, though. Jacksonville State, great program. Mm. UTEP, is that about Aaron Jones, man? Yep, that is where he went. El Paso. El Paso, baby. They got him out of nowhere. That's my guy. That's my guy. I kind of, I'm not going to lie. I kind of hate these week one games because, like, as I'm scrolling, it's like, all right, man, you for real, yeah. you yeah, for real paid there. to get to play this team. Like, UT – who is it? UT Martin and UGA. Come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Be for real. Um, let's see who we got. Oh. Saturday, which is crazy. Let me see. Okay, okay. I don't know, man. I would like to I would like to see USC over UNC um on their game, the Duke's Mayo Classic. That weird game. So we'll have to wait for that one oh, next week. Yeah. Oh my god. Remind me to t- say that one. <laughs> Let me see. God. Let me see. All right. Um I'll I'll go with the home squad. Is there Mariners Mariners are playing the White Sox tomorrow? I'm gonna take my Mariners money line. Seattle money line. And then on a roll. I'm trying to get them to the playoffs, to the banner. I like it. It's. I'm looking at pitching matchups. Uh, does it matter which day? So he's doing tomorrow. So if you do baseball, let's do tomorrow. I'll put it in ASAP. We'll get this episode out tomorrow morning. Your boy. I your don't, don't want to do. Can I do Friday? Can I do Friday? <sighs> So that means Keith would have to change his to Friday. Damn, damn it. That's all, all right. What matches Dude, we got on Friday? Look at Friday because I really like this. This is tasty. All right, what Twins, do you got? Twins oh. Rangers. Twins are hot. They're leading their division. Uh, Rangers are clearly going to be favoring that game, but Sonny Gray is pitching. I think mm-hmm. that's a, I think that's a favorable matchup. Twins money line Friday. It just feels right. Just feel you are, you might be 0 for 7 picking the Twins. But I am 0 for This 7 is the one that gets us back on track. Yeah. Wait, who are they? Who are they? Let me see. They got the Rangers, who are good. Oh. But the Twins, the Twins are, they're rolling oh, you, here. You think, you think this Friday's the night? All right. I'm, Friday's the night. Good. The Mariners got the Royals, so yeah, I'm definitely taking them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mariners easy. That helps. Now, see, see, I don't know. I can't, I can't say that with my teams. It's like, oh, this is easy money. And then what happens? The Royals yeah. end up winning five to two. That's fair. That's fair. I'll say it for you. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the money line. I'll take the money line. The Let's go. Brentford money line, Jacksonville State money line, Mariners money line, Twins money line. Let's go. All right. Here's the quote. This comes from our boy Gardner Minshew. Vincent Van Gogh, people told him, you can't be a great painter. You only have one ear. You know what he said? Can't hear you. Can't hear you. That's a word right there. That's that right. Right there. Love Gardner Minshew. Minshew mania, man. Bring it back. Uh, 
so I just want to throw that. Typically, I try to find a random sports quote every week if I if there's a good one. So that was that was a good one for this past week. Um, any any random question for you guys? Um, with the upcoming NFL season, which NFL game would you want to go to the the most? Not gonna lie to you, it, it sounds stupid, but like. It is kind of selfish reason, but on January 7th, the Falcons finished the regular season at the Saints in New Orleans. I really want to go to that game because the week before my birthday. Oh, week before my birthday in New Orleans would be pretty cool, especially if they somehow accidentally win in New Orleans. You know, you could, could be a hostage game. You, you know? could clinch the division seven and ten in the, if you win that game. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it could be one of those games where, like, whoever wins this, they're going to the wild, they make the wild card. And I'm, oh my God. So, yeah, just that one, just in person. Probably not as many much implications to the general football fan public, but, you know, seems like good timing to me. I mean, I have to say a Packers game. I, I'm going to say week four, Packers Lions on Thursday night. <sighs> Uh, so it's right after our home opener. We have our we we're on the road for two weeks, and then week three home opener, and then four days later, we host the Lions at night. So maybe maybe Jordan Love's first start at Lambeau, right? Because he didn't start at Lambeau; he played at Arrowhead. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Or uh, he he came in at wasn't that it? He yeah. started at Arrowhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started at Arrowhead. So this is his first start. His first start at Lambeau. Get those jitters out. But then the mm-hmm. second game against Detroit, and it's revenge. It's they beat us twice last year. They they kept us from being in the playoffs. Um, it's it's not Rogers' team anymore. It's Love's team. So mm-hmm. I think I, I that's one I would love to be at. I let me ask y'all before there's another. Well, I guess this is my random question. How do y'all feel as Packers fans that it's not Aaron Rodgers' team? Like, what's mm-hmm. that transition in your mind? Is it like? We Deja vu. It's exactly how it was with Favre. Oh, oh. Wow. Like it's it's deja vu. Mm. Um 65% is all I care about. <laughs> what? 65%. <laughs> what as long as you play 65% of the games. Real. Oh, Real. I mean, I still love Aaron Rodgers. Like I st- I still love watching Rodgers play. Yeah. But if he goes to that purple team, damn it. It's mm. be, Full circle, it's this is a simulation. Like yeah. if, if he goes to that Chicago team, mm. uh, I'm not gonna that's not gonna sit well with me. But he's nah, Chicago's like daddy. It's okay being on the Jets. He's been fun to watch in hard knocks. It's been good. Yeah. Uh to go back to your question, Matt. Yep. Champagne right here says who day on it. I'm only gonna open it. We bring home the Super Bowl. So my most looking forward game that I'm gonna go to. <laughs> oh. Bengals Super Bowl, August 22nd, 2023, year of our Lord. I'm calling it. Bengals win this year. This is our year. That's outrageous. Um, Mike Martz, uh, so the week after we play the Lions, we play the Las Vegas Raiders in Vegas. Just watching the Packers in Vegas. That's that we know. That's unbelievable. And then, if I can go to that one. The day after I turned 30, we played the Kansas City Chiefs in Lambeau Field, Sunday mm. night football. 
So that's like pretty, that'd be a huge game to go to. That'd be awesome. I, I could see you going to both of those games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, Vegas want to. Is dangerous. I need to get a job first, but I will do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, that's going to do it for the show. Hope you guys had a great time listening to it. We had a wonderful time making it. Me and Devante, maybe Fitz, maybe Matt. We'll catch you Saturday. We'll see. And uh, we'll talk a little college football. But you guys have one hell of a weekend. See ya. <laughs> we have to our outro. We have to our outro. Tim usually set me up. Damn it. Where's our movie quote, Fitz? Oh, my gosh. I need a new outro. Would, I just need a new we thing. We would be the <laughs> bad boys of Little League. I'm telling you now. We would be the good men. I, I have one ready. Just, Joey Chestnut has to be on the pub. Has to be. I mean, has to be. How's the journey? Man, I'm going to get real theological on y'all. I, I think we're all a little soft and misunderstood. I'll just be real honest. <laughs> Let's get Luke Combs. I, I was begging for Luke Combs not too long ago. We'll get Luke Combs on here. I challenge Luke. I think I can actually beat him in shotgunning a beer. Uh, so <laughs> if he thinks he's got the cojones to come on and try, <laughs> then by all means, Luke, bring it on. That's the intro. You just hit my promo for me, James. I love it. I- <laughs> mm.